0: This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. Good morning, and welcome to Community Connection. Today we have Nathan Lindstra with us, and Nathan is with the Hope Center. He is going to talk about an evening of hope. So, Nathan, welcome to our show today.
1: Thanks for having me. Appreciate it, Laura.
0: We are glad to have you. So, the Hope Center, for those that don't know, tell us what it is.
1: Sure. So, Hope Center is a Christian ministry located in Fair Oaks in Danville, and we've been doing ministry here since 2007, and a lot of what we do during the school year is after-school programming for a variety of ages. We do family nights for families in our area. Um, We do some Christmas activities, other holiday activities, a summer day camp. Basically, a lot of of different programs and activities throughout the year for kids and families in the Fair Oaks area of Danville.
0: So I would like to congratulate you, Nathan. I remember when you first started this thought process and to see from where that is to where you are today, it's just huge. So congratulations on the success that you had.
1: Well, thanks. I've reflected on it some too, and it's pretty incredible to see what God has done to Birth this ministry out of literally nothing to what we have today, and the space we have, and the impact we've had on probably hundreds of kids and families over the years. It's been pretty awesome to be uh, to see God's faithfulness and to see it firsthand.
0: Mm-hmm. So I think I heard, first heard from from Kurt uh, heard about it from Kurt Sovine. Tell us about the process
1: of how we initially began.
0: Yes, so way back in two thousand and seven, okay. well before then. Tell us how it sure.
1: happened. So it just kind of started from uh, there was someone from our church from uh, Whiteview College of Nursing who was doing some um, programs in the summer with kids and uh, actually with parents. I mean, and the kids of the parents who were involved, she needed someone to do some recreation activities with them and asked if anyone from the church was interested. So myself and some others jumped in and then it just kind of snowballed from there. But uh, part of my interest was got a I feel like placed a desire in my heart to be involved with cross-cultural ministry. And this was a perfect fit for me to, to get involved in our community and serving um, out in this uh, neighborhood.
0: Um, so you said that you had reflected on it. Did you ever think it would be what it is today?
1: No, you know, people think about they they have goals and dreams and plans, but God has uh, different dreams and plans from ours sometimes. And so part of our duty is to walk by faith, trusting him, and then adapt uh, our expectations, our goals to his as things change. So yeah, even five years ago, I wouldn't have imagined where we're at today. So it's just been amazing to see what God has done. And uh, we're grateful to him for his faithfulness to us.
0: Mm-hmm. So talk about your your first uh, your first digs. <laughs> Tell us about your first building, your first office
1: space. Sure. So uh, we are grateful for the Vermilion Housing Authority for allowing us to partner with them and initially we didn't have anything. We just kind of partnered with what they were doing with some after school programming Uh, Project Success was out here at one time, and we did some stuff with them. And then they gave us our own space, which was uh, basically an old apartment that was offline. And so it was kind of small, but we were grateful for what we had, and we utilized it to the best of our ability. Then about two and a half years ago, uh, they gave us some new space, which is in the main office building out here in Fair Oaks. And... It's incredible. Way more square footage than we had. Storage space, office space. It's allowed us to expand our programming and make an even greater impact in our community. And it's much higher visibility where we're tucked away in a corner, but now we're right out and open and right by the playground. So everyone pretty much knows where we're at and who we are and what we do.
0: And so I know the space that you're talking about, uh, DACC had some classes out there at one point. And so, um, you know, we used to give presentations in the, into the big area where you're at. So it is gigantic. So what a great opportunity. And, um, you know, the more room you have, the more you can separate by ages or by activity. And so it just gives you, gives your whole team more flexibility.
1: Yeah, one of the things we emphasize is relationships. So we do divide up and uh, into smaller groups and rotate the kids through different activities. And that allows us to have more one-on-one interaction with the students and really get to know them more on a personal level and have those impactful, mutually beneficial relationships, which I love. It's it's a lot better to talk to kids one-on-one or one-on-three versus one-on-twenty, right? So we can have more of an impact in their lives and get to know them and what's really going on with them.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, let's take our first break and we'll come back and continue the show. <laughs> Welcome back to Community Connection. Today we have Nathan Lindstra with us from the Hope Center and we are learning about the beginnings of the Hope Center. And so on a basically everyday school year type of situation, Nathan, what happens?
1: So with our after school program and we have two different groups right now, we have an elementary group that's Tuesday through Thursday, 2.30 to 4.30 and that's grades one through four. And so the kids come and we always have a snack every day, and we do some large group time with everybody together, but then also divide up into groups by age for academic homework time, and then we rotate for a variety of activities, social-emotional lessons, Bible lessons, crafts, music, games, leadership development. There's a whole host of different things that they go through, and then Tuesday through Thursday, we have our uh, middle school group, which is grades five through eight from 430 to six each of those days, and... It's a little similar, but they're older kids, so we can go a little bit longer with our activities because they have a longer attention span. But it would be very similar activities to what we do with them and really trying to help them develop a solid foundation for life and help them think about their future and help prepare them for um, what's next in life and developing a plan.
0: So, Nathan, who who develops the curriculum or the programming
1: for you? Uh, we have a variety of people <laughs> that are involved with that. But myself, my wife, Lauren, um, we have another staff person. And then we've hired some different people uh, part-time through a grant with the University of Illinois. And some of them help plan and lead activities. Sometimes our volunteers help plan and lead activities. So a whole host of people are involved. We've got a, a, a good diverse team from different backgrounds who are involved with our, our programming and planning and implementing that.
0: Mm-hmm. and you know what? That's uh, that's good because the children get to see a variety of people in a variety of roles, and and as you said, it's mutually beneficial. Your volunteers and your your employees get to get the benefit of that relationship as well.
1: Right? Yeah, that's something we emphasize is that we can all learn from one another. Right? We don't we don't want to try try to have hierarchical relationships, but coming alongside one another in life. And yeah, some of our older retirees who volunteer, they've learned a lot from the kids and really (laughs) love them and uh, appreciate what God's doing in their lives too. Mm
0: -hmm. So talk about the University of Illinois grant.
1: So we've we've actually had two different ones through the University of Illinois. Um, One is an R3 grant, which is ending. And then there's another one that I think is uh, aimed at reducing community violence is the the aim of that. And so it's a partnership with us, University of Illinois, and School District 118. So my wife, Lauren, she does social-emotional groups in some of our elementary schools, as well as doing things here at the Hope Center. And then we've got some others who do part-time things as well with Hope Center, as well as the school district. So it's been been a great benefit to us, as well as the school district, being able to have more people in the schools, building relationships with kids, investing in them, doing social-emotional learning with them as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, Nathan, you have an evening of hope coming up. Tell us about that.
1: Sure. So, we've done it in the past, but we haven't done... Uh, something big in person for a few years. So we're excited to be able to do this again. It's Tuesday, October 24th doors open at six program, a one hour program starts at six thirty, and it's at Danville Christian family ministry, which is 50 East Liberty lane. Um, it used to be a bank, but now they have uh, child childcare there and a church in that facility. And we're excited to be able to offer it there in the banquet hall, no cost for anyone to attend. There's going to be a, uh, Free hot drinks, desserts, good time to fellowship, as well as hear stories firsthand from Hope Center uh, people, as well as hear more about Hope Center, what we do and what we're trying to accomplish in our community.
0: Um, So when I saw the Danville Christian Family Ministry, I had to think a minute. I'm like, wait a minute, where is that? And and I was thinking it was the old bank. So that's exactly it. We all know the bank used to be there. That building sat empty for a number of years. To, so to see it used the way it's being used is another great, great, amazing story for Danville.
1: Yes, it is. I don't know if you've had a tour through it, but they, <laughs> they're they using pretty much every square foot of that building for uh, child care during the day, after school programming, summer programming. they've got a church with a sanctuary and banquet hall upstairs. So it's uh, coming along and it looks great. And it's awesome to see what, what they're doing with it.
0: Mm-hmm. So with the evening of hope there, again, that's going to be October the 24th, starting at 630, but doors open at 6. What? What's the purpose of that
1: evening? Uh, two, two purposes. One is informational. We want people to hear and to learn more about Hope Center and celebrate God's faithfulness to us over the years and what God has accomplished. But two, there's a bit of a fundraising aspect. There's no cost to attend and we don't expect anyone to donate, but If people would like to partner with us financially, we'd love for them to to be on board and uh, make a donation or a recurring donation. So, that's part of it as well.
0: Mm -hmm. So, I'm just thinking of, you know, that being old use was a bank. It's a way to invest your dollars. So, when you talk about making an investment, you know, this is an investment in our community. This is an investment in our future. So, definitely want to be a part of something that um, one is proven. You know, I I don't like spending money for things that that don't have a track record. They don't. You know, they don't show a lot of results. Um, your Hope Center has amazing results. Again, it's been going since two thousand seven, and so this is a great opportunity invest to invest dollars wisely and into our future.
1: Right. And can I share dive time to share a story? Absolutely. So, one uh, cool story, and she's going to be there speaking. But we had a a young lady who just graduated from Danville High School in May, and she's going to DAC this fall. And she'd been involved with our ministry for about seven years and basically kind of grew up in the Hope Center. And now we've been able to hire her to help with our day camp this last summer, as well as helping part time with our after school programming. And it's just very encouraging to see (laughs) her growth. to see what God's done in her life, and she'll be at a she'll be at the evening of hope and be able to share a little bit more about her story. But that is something that we've really wanted to do is be able to hire from within. And she has grown up in our program and our ministry, and now she's able to to invest back into the younger students, the ones younger her, than her that live in her same neighborhood. She knows what it's like. She knows all of them. They see her all the time, and she's able to have a really powerful impact in their lives.
0: Very good. I can't wait to hear that. Well, let's take our last break and then we'll come back and finish the show. Welcome back to Community Connection. We are talking with Nathan Lindstra from the Hope Center, and we are specifically focusing on the evening of hope that's going to be on October the 24th. Doors open at 6 p.m., and then it actually starts at 6 30. And we are going to have the opportunity to hear from, uh, basically t- testimonials, people that have been through the program and just hear what the plans and, you know, the further thoughts are for the Hope Center.
1: Yeah, so we've, we're have we going to have some of our younger students who've learned a song in sign language. They're going to perform that at the Evening of Hope. We're going to have a young lady who is working with us now who grew up in our ministry who's going to share uh, God's work in her life. We're going to have a, a mom who's got kids involved share, their, share her story and their family's story, as well as a volunteer and some of our staff. So we've got... <laughs> We've got a range of different people who are going to be sharing and I think it'll it'll be moving fast and it'll be exciting to hear uh, from all these different perspectives to hear what they have to say about Hope Center and why they appreciate it and what God has done uh, in their lives and through the Hope Center.
0: So Nathan, earlier you were talking about, um, well, let's just talk about some statistics. You were talking about the number of students that actually went through the program. What are some of the stats from the center? What are some things that you've measured and you can see a before and after?
1: Well, a lot of it is qualitative, I would say, because growth in individuals takes time. But we've had a lot of students graduate from high school who maybe um, their parents didn't graduate from high school, but they were able to graduate from high school. We've had some going to college, like first-time college students. There's a young man who grew up in our ministry who is uh, teaching in Indianapolis, uh, Indianapolis Public Schools. He graduated from college, first um, first person in his family to graduate from college, um, as well as like smaller quantitative numbers. Like we have 15 to 20 kids with our elementary group. We've got about eight to 10 students in our middle school group. And like I said earlier, over the years, I mean, it's hundreds, <laughs> literally mm-hmm. hundreds of Of students and families that we've had an impact on, whether it was for six months or six years. Um, Because sometimes families just come through and we don't have them for very long, but we try to be faithful and invest in them for however long they're around. And some of the stories we don't know. (laughs) Maybe someone was here for a year or two and we had an impact in their life and now they're in Chicago and we don't know what all. God's done, but we just try to be faithful with who God brings across our path and share God's love with them and the hope that uh, we can all have through him.
0: Exactly. So, um, you know, you were talking about the impacts on the family, and I know that you, you, uh, you are very intentional on not just serving the student, but you're intentional with what you do with families. Give us an example of that.
1: Yeah. So one thing that we've started, I think, last year was trying to have monthly family nights for families of students involved with the Hope Center. So very intentional that the parent have, parent or an adult has to come with the students to the activity. But this last one, which was the first one we had for this school year in September, we had more people involved than I think we'd ever had at any other one last school year. So it was exciting to see the parents, the families come together have fun together, laugh, smile, enjoy their time together, which is what we want to do. We want to build relationships with the family and have them involved with a fun activity together as a family and develop stronger relationships with us getting to know them, but also within the family, strengthening those bonds.
0: Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I kind of think of, of it like the military, you know, building a bond within your community. And that's what military families have to do. They, they, They're um, basically not displaced, but it's kind of like being displaced every two or three years. And then then you move somewhere else. So uh, you have a place of stability for the students and for the family. It's a way for them to get to know other families, for the children to get to know other children. And, you know, then your community grows from that seed.
1: Right. So one of the we have a lot of different sayings that we have at Hope Center. But one is uh, we are a family and we try to say that often that we are a family, building relationships with each other and building a strong sense of community within the neighborhood around. And that's one thing I really appreciate about Fair Oaks. A lot of times people put down Fair Oaks or have a negative stigma. But one thing I've observed over the years is that there are a lot of really close relationships that neighbors build with one another. They support one another. They encourage one another. They help each other, help them find and navigate resources, which I don't see in some other neighborhoods where people go in their house, shut the garage door, they don't know their neighbor, they don't have a relationship with their neighbor. About here, there's a strong network and a strong community that uh, neighbors have developed to help one another out.
0: Mm -hmm. You know, important point, and you're right, Fair Oaks does get a, a negative Um, It does have a negative stereotype for the most part, but there are so many good things going on. And, you know, kind of like what Mike Holvey says, if you focus on the good news, you get more of it. Right. So there there are plenty of good examples there. And the Hope Center and the families and the children within the program are definitely part of that.
1: That is true. We want to be a safe place and we want to be that connecting point where people can connect to one another and even more importantly, connect to God through what we have going on at the Hope Center. Mm
0: -hmm. So Nathan, let's talk about, you know, we're having this evening of hope and definitely I hope we raise money for the program, but tell us how are you funded?
1: Sure. So we have diverse funding streams. So there's individuals who give to us on a one-time basis, as well as those who, who give regularly like monthly donors, but we also have, um, businesses that support us we have community organizations we have churches we get um some local grants as well as that the larger uh grant i talked about as well but that i mean that's the university of illinois that's not us we just get to partner with what they're doing so a whole host of ways that we're that were funded and supported, and we couldn't do it with uh, this network coming together to support the programming and the, all the supports that we offer through Hope Center.
0: Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, from my grant writing background, we refer to that as braided funding. And, you know, you think about, again, the principle of the the three-stranded cord, you know, one right. cord by itself, not so strong. But when you start braiding those three cords together, what do you have? A much stronger system.
1: Right. Yep, and we do. We have all those different funding streams together that help to, to support us, and it does make things stronger for sure when it's multiple ways. Because maybe it gets weak in one one strand for a while, and other one's are strong, and vice versa. Vice versa, a couple of years later.
0: Yep, and when, when you're running a nonprofit, you're absolutely right that that funding that shifts from one place to the next place, and so. Um, activities like an evening of hope where it's an opportunity to invest in this ministry it's an opportunity to make sure that the that uh, you have the funds available to keep doing things like this and to keep the center going so we definitely want to make sure people are participating again that's going to be october the 24th it starts at 6:30 but the doors open at 6 and this is at what was it called the christian family center
1: Enville Christian Family Ministry 50 East Liberty.
0: Okay, right there by the railroad tracks. You can't miss it. Um, so we definitely want to make sure we're participating in that. Uh, Nathan, we still have a few more minutes. Let's talk about volunteers.
1: Mm-hmm. So we have volunteers from a variety of different churches. We've been able to get some, some people through the University of Illinois, as well as interns, different interns over the year. But yeah, we do have a lot of different volunteers, and we couldn't do it without them. Retirees, well, a lot of retirees, but some other folks as well. Um, it's a great opportunity to invest in students in our community and be a strong, positive influence in their lives.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you need more volunteers?
1: Well, we're always open to, <laughs> to more volunteers if people feel a nudge from God or an interest in serving in this capacity, it's not always easy, but it's a great opportunity to to love to love some students and, to, like I said, be a positive influence in their life.
0: Mm-hmm. And what about goods? You know, I just want to make sure we throw this out there. Are there needs? You know, we're, we're coming up on winter. Are you doing any type of drives or any type? You know, you said after school snacks. I know that bill has to add up. Tell me, do you yeah, have needs? Yeah.
1: Snacks are always an ongoing thing. So different kinds of snacks, um, because we're we always like to have food involved with what we do, whether it's the after-school programming or a family night. So food snacks would be um, a great way to to serve. And we're we're doing our Christmas store again, a little bit smaller scale, but we're doing our Christmas store again in December, and that would involve toys or games or sports equipment, uh, new new items preferably for that where parents can come pick out and purchase an item or multiple items at a very reduced rate for their for their students or for their kids I should say and give them the opportunity and dignity to pick out and purchase items on behalf of their kids for christmas time and then all the proceeds go back right into the hope center so it's a way for them to invest their dollars in the programs that their kids benefit from
0: Okay, so a great opportunity to participate. Again, you you have a number of ways. You can come to the Evening of Hope. Um, You can participate. You can volunteer. um, You can buy goods and drop them off to Nathan. So, uh, Nathan, we are about out of time. Give the invitation one more time in the details for the Evening of Hope.
1: Sure. Evening of Hope is Tuesday, next Tuesday, October 24th. Doors open at 6 program one hour program starts at 6 30 and that will be at danville christian family ministry 50 east liberty lane there's no cost to attend there'll be desserts and hot drinks you can also look us up on facebook or our website to get more details or get more information uh, from those uh, avenues as well
0: okay good information nathan thank you so much for being here We appreciate it, and audience, if you can, this is a great opportunity to go out, see what some practical ministry looks like in our community, October 24th, 6 p.m., Evening of Hope, Um, try to make it there, and if you can't make it there, if you already have different things going on, you can certainly participate. Nathan, you all are a 501c3, and that is important because you have the opportunity to have a tax-deductible donation. Yes, yes, All right. Well, thank you for listening today. We appreciate it. Thank you. you. I appreciate uh, it. Thank you very much. Audience, we'll be back in the morning with another show. Thank you. And until then, have a good day. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.